0: this lighting here hey man what's happening okay, how see. are you good Just one second I'll move this around i'm just uh i uh i'm in the bahamas right now and it's uh pitch black outside but at the house that i'm working on there's wi-fi so there we go okay mm-hmm. And the place that I'm staying, there is no got to love anyways. How's that You gotta
1: love free Wi Fi. <laughs> yeah, dude. That works. I'm like I had everything set up and then you know, life changes. That it does. Thanks for being on here, man.
0: Yeah, dude. Thanks it's for like me.
1: I was pretty pumped. It was pretty crazy last night. So tell tell the people. Who you are, because you're like one
0: of one of my super interesting friends.
1: You're Uh, in the Bahamas right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's a very long story, but uh, I am Dan Johnson, as everyone knows me. No one calls me Daniel for some reason. It's fine. Hmm. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, I, uh, I played in bands for years and now I am a painting contractor And I mainly work in the Bahamas, so that's where we're at now.
1: So, Jess and I were just talking.
0: (laughs) Yep.
1: You got an interesting tale, because you grew up on, like, a horse farm in Alberta.
0: Okay, so you want me to go through the
1: whole thing? And then, oh, yeah. The thing I, I figured out, the thing I figured out in my life is I've met some really interesting people. That do some, like, really random, interesting things, right? Right. So, I was like, this makes sense for my podcast. Right, right. And then you have this ability of, like, randomly popping up in the most random places. Like, what on earth? Like, I thought he was doing this. Um, Years ago, I remember seeing this Naked and Famous commercial. Mm Mm-hmm. And I watched like a couple seconds of it and I was like, that's Dan. What the hell is he doing?
0: Right, right. So Yeah. So you want me to start from the beginning? Um, yeah, I grew up it. on a Tennessee walking horse farm in uh, rural Alberta. Um, I started playing bass when I was 13 and then I played in bands for years. Um, the biggest one was stereos. Uh, yeah, toured for probably I'd say about 12 years. And the whole time I was doing that, I had, uh, I had a painting company as well. Um, Cause you know, grew up in Alberta construction, you know? And uh, yeah. Yeah. And then like, I don't know, bands kind of, kind of end the new band start, and all that stuff. And I toured for years and years and years. And uh, yeah, man, then I would say in 2014, I think we had no band. There was nothing going on. And I started traveling by motorcycle. I started, uh, yeah. I, want, I, never, I didn't want the party to end. So I just kept going by myself on like a motorcycle, <laughs> right? And uh, right. so I went, I went all over North America. I went all over Mexico. And then I kind of transformed that actually with a good buddy of mine, um, Travis, Travis Nesbitt. He does a lot of uh, music videos and uh, we did this one ride um, down to the southwestern US and we took one pair of jeans and one jacket from Naked and Famous and that's probably what you saw and it right. uh, it was crazy man we, we did that and then it got picked up by like GQ It got picked up by like all these online fashion blogs and it was wild dude like it was insane and uh, and they were super stoked because like they don't really advertise and uh, and really? yeah then they sent they sent me to Japan I shot another video out there for like their spring and summer collection um, Actually, I went with the drummer of Stereos, Aaron. He, uh, he okay. shot it and uh, produced it and edited everything. And that one did okay whatever. And then I started doing uh, like more commercials for brands and like traveling and stuff like that. Basically just getting paid to travel. And uh, right. yeah, like I wasn't I wasn't getting rich off it, but uh, my travel and my expenses and my booze was covered. So everything was fine.
1: You're and, like an uh, OG influencer. Uh,
0: yeah i mean like the f- dude and i did that for a little bit too which is like part of this whole journey but uh i i did a couple like influencer things like on instagram and dude they suck yeah. like i really don't care like there's some really good ones like clocks and colors i do some stuff with them they're so they're such a great company um and brave like star selvage and this other yeah dude they're amazing um and brave star selvage this other uh denim company from la raw denim okay. amazing um and cm for tequila who are like always going to be my pseudo life sponsor, if you will. But uh, yeah, I kind of stopped doing that though uh, after a while because I kind of got sick of just asking people for money and being like, hey, like I'm going to Hawaii for a wedding. Can you pay for this for me to shoot a commercial for you or whatever? It just got kind of old. Mm -hmm. So, So I decided to go full on into painting and uh just as hard as I could for fun and not like for work right and so that brings us to now essentially and now uh, to chilling in the Bahamas Mm -hmm. yeah so I've been working out here almost uh two years uh not consistently I couldn't imagine staying out here for that fucking long that'd be ridiculous but uh no, the longest I stayed was about six months. Last year, I spent about eleven months of twenty twenty one out here. It's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got no complaints. It, it's fun.
1: No, it's it's funny because like through this whole adventure, like when I moved in, into doing photography, right? I had like such a it was like a a culture shock for me because I came from music. Right. Where I was like, you help me, I help you. We all work together. And then I moved into photography and I was like, what a bunch of cutthroats. Like, why (laughs) is the world like this? But then um, through the power of the internet and I saw Danielle comment and was like, you guys know each other. Of course we know each other. Everyone knows each other. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Danielle. uh, But I found like, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, b- but I kind of found that, like, there's a lot of people that used to be in music, mm-hmm. have moved into, like, photography, videography, that sort of thing. Totally. Mad. And real estate. Real estate. That was the other one. Where yeah. I was, I was like, That's kind been... of pretty far extreme. But here we are. Yeah. I Jess really and I were talking. Right well, like, Adam. So Adam was going to jump on here, but he has a commitment. Um like I remember meeting Adam when he was singing for the new aesthetic.
0: <laughs> right. And now
1: seeing him like as a real estate guy, it's like that's pretty out of the wheelhouse, I suppose. Yeah, I haven't talked about too But to that, Before Man, I jumped kind of on been... here
0: Yep, go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. No, sorry, it just it just glitched there. I uh Okay, so before you jumped on here, go ahead.
1: Oh, Jess and I were talking and I was like yeah. I'm pretty sure, because I was trying to figure out where you and I met. And yeah. I think I think we met in California and then re-met again in Regina.
0: Maybe. Where in California?
1: Is how I... I... L.A., probably. <laughs> yeah, that would have been like, you 2004, maybe. Because I think you were with Calico Drive when I met you.
0: Right. Yes. Yes, definitely. So, yes, I remember the the memory that I have of you is were you a promoter or what what were you were you putting on a show in like it was somewhere in Saskatchewan. It was it was either Regina or Moose Jaw or something. Do you remember? I don't know. Well, I'm from Moose Jaw. I have a memory. Yeah, it might have been Regina then. I have no idea. I remember like. 10 guys from on this tour or something and i believe that's where we met we were all sitting in the back of our trailer for some reason we we're waiting for something and like there was like some delay with the show and that's like the only memory i have and i was like ah that's where i think i met this dude but maybe la i don't know that's... i have no idea i you meet a zillion people <laughs> fine dude i
1: it's yeah i was chatting oh you're telling me um I was yapping a long time ago with a, he's like an Instagram dude now. Yep. And I knew he looked familiar. Turns out he's an old music guy too. So we were talking photography and he's, I was like, there's this photographer from LA that I super like. Um, so I sent it to him and he started laughing. And he's like, you know him in a different right. life. And I was oh, like, okay.
0: okay,
1: okay. Um, It was Phil Reardon. Okay i don't know that like know the original from first to last singer before oh
0: okay, okay. not anymore.
1: i met him with like the new tragic which was later but i was right, like okay. there's a lot of people now that have like went this avenue and then there's you who's just right. like
0: a one-man tour endlessly yeah yeah <laughs> um man i i love playing in a band so much i uh I love the boys and I love the traveling and touring obviously is the best, especially, especially when it like pays off and you're playing like these right. rooms, and you're playing big shows and like, then your tours are selling out. You're like, Oh shit, this is actually working. Like that is a wild feeling then. And like, it's so addictive, but, uh, and part of me misses playing in a band to an extent, but mm-hmm. what I don't miss is the times when you're not in a band, when you're like, like how the fuck like this song just got released and like everything is riding on this and I it, it, right. like, it doesn't work out. Like what the fuck am I gonna do? Like it's back to the construction site or it's like, you know it, it I don't know. It the moments when it's not fun and you're not on stage, you're not with the boys or whatever. Right. It's like is the juice worth the squeeze, I guess. And I would say 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, like I would say 100%. And now that I'm like a little bit older, I'm kinda just like, ah, I kinda did some cool shit and now I, I'm i just ready for the next chapter, you know? And uh, I mean, I quit the band. Like, I mean, Sarah's still going, dude. They, they just played a sold out show in Toronto. Like they just released th- a new album and it's fucking amazing, dude. Like you, I highly recommend to everyone watching this or everyone might listen to this or whatever. Um, get their new album because it's really, really me. fucking good. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, truly the best work yet. And it's funny because um, I saw the inception of it. And then I came out here in January of 2021 and uh, ended up quitting the band. But uh, no, I'm proud of the guys. So.
1: It's, yeah. I've, I've heard it. It's, it's good. Yeah. I I was i was telling a friend of mine that you were coming that we were gonna do a podcast together um and she was like i was like 15 when they got big and i was like oh my god so i watched the summer girl video nice and is it ever bizarre how many people you're like oh that's you know that's this person this person's like i know like three quarters of the people in here
0: yeah right yeah it was a star-studded event not all toronto pardon me I said it was a star-studded event for sure. It was, uh, well, we needed extras, dude. And like, you run out of a budget pretty quick mm-hmm. uh, on a music video, right? And yeah, uh, so then we we're just asking all of our band buddies. We're like, dude, come be part of this video. We need, we need, we need to look like there's like a party, right? Right. Um, yeah, it's funny. That's an old, was... that's an old video, man. <laughs> that's a classic, though. Yeah. Dude, we shot that. I will because... say it was... Go ahead. No, you go. Uh, it was it was in March, I believe, that we shot that in Scarborough, like outside of Toronto. It was freezing yeah. cold, dude. Like it was maybe like maybe ten degrees, and these chicks are all in like bikinis, and like we're on the beach, and dude, it was so horrible. And like <laughs> after the video, we had to like pay extra to like recolor it so it looked like it looked like summertime because it wasn't summertime, but we needed right. like, the video to be ready in like a month for like when the song got released. Like it was, it was ridiculous, man. So Canadian. Oh
1: yeah. And then you guys are like Alberta guys. you're like, this is like still summer weather for us. Plus, and oh, we're
0: gold. Like, dude, this is tropical. Oh yeah. The the models, like dude, models were walking out. Like people, they were not happy. It was hilarious. It was freezing, Uh, dude. But I mean, that's like,
1: I think that's a testament to like being Canadian, right? (laughs) Or it's just like it needs to get done, so okay, let's just tough it out and do it. Um, and I mean, that's kind of I think I relate back a lot on my on my podcast and just in life, like about being from a farm, and you just have like a different grit or a different, you know, like things might be sh- shitty, yeah. but it's still got to get done, you oh, know. For sure. And I think There's- even like with music, seeing when i came home um like i came home to a weird music scene here right so like regina was like hardcore 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 right, right. and i what was like that's that? not my jam what that's right
0: what year what year roughly was that like early
1: that? 2000s okay so like holly springs disaster hadn't happened yet but it was in the right. making nice so, but then there was like you guys there was, you know, numerous other bands it was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And the one thing that I, to this day, think was hilarious, because we were all young then. I mean, we're totally. still young now. <laughs> but like how, how interchangeable our lo- locations were. Oh, totally. You know, like Edmonton, Edmonton Calgary, Saskatoon, Regina, Winnipeg, we we're basically just like one big thing. Totally. Right? Yep. Where, yeah, it's like, Ontario had, like, Toronto and then everyone else. but and like everyone else. Yeah. I remember one year for my birthday, um, there was a show in Regina. And we were going to have, like, a birthday party. And it was at some, right. like, little dingy, like, youth center. Nice. So, the, the show was billed. I had nothing to do with it. Like, nada. I was just going to go. Um, right. And then a couple friends from a couple bands were like in Saskatoon and a couple were in like, they were coming through and they're like, well, we want to play. We want to play. (laughs) I was like, "Well, talk to the person who's holding the show. Like, and then all of a sudden this like three bill local band show had like, I think like transit radio was there. Textbook tragedy was there. And it was like, we don't want money. We just want to go party after, but we were in the neighborhood. So you're not really in the neighborhood, but we just, yeah. And to think like at that age, like we were young and it was like, Hey, there's something our friends are playing on Friday in Edmonton.
0: Let's just make the right. Dude. Okay. We, we used to do that so much. We're like, when we lived in LA, like when Calico Drive lived in LA, we, we would call like every, like in LA it's pretty spread out, right? There's like Pomona. There's like, riverside there's it's like there's a million little tiny it's kind of like toronto where there's like the greater la area right so you had all these like other areas where all these other shows are going on like downtown la or like all the way out in, like pomona or pasadena or whatever like there's all these different shows so we would literally call the venue and be like hey we see dude literally one time it was it was face to face and they were on their uh they're like reunion tour or something or the last tour ever or something shit like that. We literally <laughs> called, we were in San Francisco and we called Slims was the venue. It was an awesome fucking venue. And we yeah. called and we literally were like, Hey, uh, do you guys have openers? Like, could we come play? Like idiots, dude. I think I was 18 years old.
1: Right. And they're
0: like, uh, yeah, like the show is like booked, dude. Like, what are you talking about? And we're like, so you don't need like a local opener? And they're like, no, no, like, we, get, we, we got we get, this uh, case. Can we get guest list? They're like, no, who is this? <laughs> and we ended up we ended up actually going there. Mm-hmm. And we drove in the back, like where the bands all park and everything. And we pretended that we were an opener just to get into the show. Because we're big face to face fans. So we like watching this show, just like, fuck, like just snuck into it. It's hilarious, man.
1: But yeah, we used to. Get okay, so funny face to face. That's awesome. There, I remember a band did that when Vans played in Calgary. They yeah. like didn't they didn't win the Ernie Ball contest, right? Yes, but they showed up and said they did.
0: Oh yeah, and then Happened all the time just and but they ended up playing. Oh dude, you know how easy it was, dude. We used to sneak into Warp Tour all the time and pretend that we were a band on Warp Tour, being like, "Hey man, we got like like laminates that we made ourselves." <laughs> for like our own tour that we, wait for it, booked ourselves. And we're like, hey, yeah, we're on warp Tour. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Okay, come on in. Yeah, no problem. Funny thing about face-to-face,
1: here's a random less fact. When I was a little kid, when I was young, I first heard face-to-face and I was like, these guys are cool. And then I saw them. And that was the the day. That was like the moment in my life where I was like, I want sleeves. And I want them <laughs> colored because I want to be cool like Trevor Keith. Right, right. And now I'm I'm a fully tattooed, bearded, tubby, yeah, middle-aged like, man you look, like Trevor Keith.
0: <laughs> You've you literally become him. Yeah, exactly. Nice work. I have.
1: Shorter, but yeah. No, that was the day where I was like, tattoo sleeves can be cool.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. I think we all thought that around two years. Well, maybe like 1999, 98. It was like when oh, that bug bit us for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the full color. Yeah. Full
1: color, big lines.
0: You know, my my band that like took me from country music growing up on a farm to like wanting like skateboard culture and then like wanting to tour and actually like play bass and be in a band and everything was 100% MXPX. If you remember that band, Christian yeah. band. Dude. Yeah. And they're so weird and like They're like the band that never was they got huge for like a moment in time, but they never really like kept it going. I don't know. No, they're still they're still going. But like, anyways, I held these guys like the highest regard like I was like obsessed with them. And I just wanted to be them at like 12 years old. And dude, at this point, like, I've met them so many times like and I and it's funny, like, you know, when you meet your heroes, you're like, oh, they look nothing like I thought they would. I thought they would be like these tall giants, like, you know, (laughs) shorter than me. I'm like, oh, my God. Anyways, yeah, I looked at those dudes a lot.
1: I'm trying to to think who I met where I was like, I think the first time I met John Feldman was like a big one for me because I was like a Goldfinger guy growing up. And then he was the best. Oh, but then he was in St. Louis to record for Story of the Year. Okay, cool. So he was doing that, and we were like, at a, we were, at, it wasn't a show, but it was an event. Okay. And I remember looking over as I still drank at the time, and I Breakfast. looked over, and I'm at a urinal, and there's John Feldman, Sick. and he was like, "Hey, man," and I was like, "Hey, man." And he's like, "Let's wait to shake hands," and I was like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> So, yeah, that, that. Was, that was one where I was like, holy, this is like, you know, yeah. I, yeah, that was one. There's a few I've met where I was like, what a disappointment. I'd rather I didn't. But other than that, there's been lots where it's been like, holy crap. What yeah. was your favorite band to ever see live?
0: Well, I think the greatest live band without question is Comeback Kid. I think they are the greatest live band I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and tell you the truth, man, I could probably name five songs. Like, I love that band, but, like, they're the probably greatest Probably same five I can name. Yeah, probably, right? <laughs> um, the greatest live band I've ever seen. But, uh man, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, Goldfinger was a good one, too, man. Goldfinger Live yeah. was insane, dude. I mean, back in the day, but, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, now they're just, like... Their you know, Story of the Year, MXPX, Goldfinger. Who else oh, is yeah. in that band now?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, it's a funny thing too, man. Now that I'm not in stereos anymore, um, I saw them play on Canada Day in Edmonton, And it was the okay. first time, like, I mean, that band hasn't played a show without me since I quit the band. Or, sorry, until I quit the band. And then when I saw them on Canada Day, and I was, like, side stage, and it was, like, big, man. It was probably about, like, 5,000 people. It was fucking huge, like, right downtown. And, uh, dude, I was blown away. I was like, this band's amazing live. I was like, did we always sound like that? Or did I just, like, think it wasn't like that or something?
1: It no, was you guys are always like,
0: good live. Seeing, seeing them, like, completely on the outside, like, side stage, I was like, holy fuck, like, I, mean, I know that they worked really hard for it, too. But, like, um, yeah, it was just so weird seeing this band that I had only seen from the stage... And then seeing it like as like a, a person in the crowd, it was like completely different. And I was like, fuck man, like I was really impressed. I was really, really stoked.
1: Seeing things as like a, a normal person. Isn't that weird? Ooh.
0: Yeah, yeah, just a peasant out in the crowd. Um.
1: <laughs> I think for me, I mean, obviously there's like huge, like Elton John was amazing live. Right. I remember the first time I ever saw Story of the Year before they were yeah, story of the year. And yep. I mean, I was a Canadian kid and then I'm like engulfed in University City, Missouri. And oh, these wow. guys went off. And I was yeah. just like, what What am I watching? And like they the energy was amazing. Dude, and that was like amazing, when I first they're still goodness. like that. That's what, you know, like that amazed. But the first time I saw them, I was like, holy, like, I don't, I don't even know what you're sounding like because I'm so busy watching flips and spins, but they were good. That was the other thing. It's like, musically, they're so good, but then they're doing backflips. And I was like, holy crap, you guys should come to Regina, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that (laughs) that band You pull lots of people at Reds in Edmonton.
0: Oh yeah, dude. That's actually where I saw them. They opened for Goldfinger, and it was Goldfinger story of the year and somebody else, like two maybe one or two other bands. And it was the first time seeing them. Like it was insane. They were like, dude, they were literally like burning. They had like a a CD, like uh, a computer tower and like a monitor at their merch table, and they were burning CDs. Like they were burning demos. Cool. Oh, dude. And I mean, like we used to do that. We had laptops. that because you couldn't keep up right you're selling five dollar demos right but uh man i will say this one of one of the greatest live bands i've ever seen in my life is uh afi and i saw them the day that i graduated grade nine they played starlight room downtown edmonton i think it was June 28th and uh choke and misdemeanor opened which i didn't really know who that was at the time but uh AFI was like on like the Black Sales like tour or it might have been All Hallows and just come out. I don't know. I don't know how big of an AFI head head you are but uh.
1: Man. Huge.
0: I have like AFI figurines. Okay. So yeah. understand. They they are the quintessential band and actually it's funny. When I when stereos began it was called Stand By Me and I it was me and Rob and I were in Calico Drive so we already had like an existing friendship Yeah. but how me Rob and Pat uh, from stereos like all connected and had this like love for number one each other obviously yes. but uh, no like just the music that connected us it was AFI mm-hmm. and Rancid like those two bands were like our go to bands where like it's the gift that keeps on giving like those two right. bands it just never fucking ended dude
1: they, like, they the greatest yes there's I remember seeing okay so AFI when I was young because I'm older than you Um, When I was young, it seemed like AFI played in Moose Jaw, like, once a month. Oh, yeah, sure they did. Like, they played, like, Legions and Elk Halls and all this stuff. But they seriously seemed like they were here once a month. Like, I thought they were from Regina. They played here that much.
0: They did did Canada a bunch of times. And they played, like, I wouldn't say smaller, because on the grand scheme of things, it was, like, 500 cap rooms or some shit like that. But, like... It's a decent show. I mean, yeah. it's a rad punk show. And uh, yeah, man, like, before I, like, once I heard about them, obviously, like, you go down the rabbit hole, and you're like, I want to find out everything about this band. And I remember my, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, before he was my brother-in-law, but whatever, he, he told me, he was like, oh, dude, he's like, I saw AFI like a year ago. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, a year before the first time I saw them, when I was in grade nine. But uh, yeah, dude, that band changed everything man it changed everything that's
1: i think honestly rant, so you'll appreciate this then because there's very few yeah. people that know i'm like a ginormous afi fan so yeah. when my <clears throat> excuse me when my niece was born she's 18 now okay. um so i was that was a heyday of life right so yeah. i came across these two afi it was like the girl and the guy that used to be on the covers of albums Okay, um, but I found them as like plush dolls,
0: right. so I
1: gave them to her when she was like three,
0: okay, and she, yeah. they're
1: like spooky. She looks at them and she's like the cutest little girl, right. and she looks at them. She's like, "Um, I don't think I want these, Uncle Les. They're pretty creepy." <laughs> so right, she right. gave them back. But I was like, "How can you not <laughs> love this?" Yeah, but then well... seeing them years later and like tampa and like huge arenas it's like right you guys you guys put in the work <laughs> oh 250 like,
0: oh yeah that band dude changed everything when i first heard them dude it felt like i jumped out of an airplane i was like what the fuck like it was the craziest music i'd ever heard <laughs> like...
1: Cause, well because they they kind of remind me of the red hot chili peppers in the sense that like they don't fit in anything Oh, dude! You know, like like even Chili Peppers the are are Chili Peppers. Everything they do is just whatever it is they do, and right. AFI is the same one. It's like yeah, I, everyone's I, playing Drop D with breakdowns. Okay, let's make melodic
0: with pianos. Oh, dude! And, and it's like good. It's always good. Yeah, man. Their whole aesthetic. I remember we were at Warped Tour one year, and Pat and I, we were backstage because of our cool fake laminates that we made and snuck in backstage. And I remember, I, I, I'm sure you've been to a million tours. like two come yeah. on the the stage. They're like, oh, you're a fan, whatever, just come on stage, whatever. And so they the, the dude, uh, their crew guy chose Pat and I, and I remember Pat and I were like, ah! and we like went on stage and we're losing our fucking minds, dude, watching AFI, this is like 2000, man, I wanna say like seven. And we're just losing our minds, like, seeing, like, this band that we're obsessed with and seeing them right there, like, at Warp Tour, which is, like, the best place to be. Oh, yeah. Warp Tour,
1: Tour to me, I always relay it back. It was, like, Peter Pan life. Like, you never grew up. You know, it was always the same. It was, it's, I don't know, I find a lot of people talk, when we chat about it all, like, the olden days. There was that transition time where it's, like... You know, we're going here, we're going here, we're going here, we're doing this, we're, you know, and then it's like, okay, now I have an apartment and a job. What do you mean <laughs> I have to pay a cell phone? You know? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, everyone is just like, it was so great. And then we had two adults. And I was like,
0: not all of us, but... Yeah, not all of us, man. I kept the party going for a long time. <laughs> well, that, I mean,. Tell you. <laughs> it's it, yeah
1: i mean it's awesome to see i i always like when you pop up in my feed because it's like the most random things yeah
0: like, dude you know what it 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 started out like painting started out as just money right like it was like construction's essentially sort of kind of easy to get your foot into right but then once you like embrace the trade and you're like okay like i'm going to become good at this then you can charge more and then you become more personable and whatever i tell you the truth, man, like, I kind of treated painting like the band where like, like you were mentioning about growing up on a farm, right? There's no half measures. You can't just half ass it. You can't half put up a fence or like whatever the, like the horses are going to get out or some shit. So right. it was like, I remember making the decision like after um, like 2016-ish. But I was like, okay, I was like, there's no band. Like we're not in the band or whatever. And I was like, I'm just going to double down and do painting full time as hard as I can. And it just started taking me to crazy places right sort of making mm-hmm. money i could travel on my own do whatever and then now like dude the most random like a couple of months ago i'd say four months ago i was in the tucson arizona airport met this dude from la in the airport on a on a layover and we start chatting having a couple of drinks and he's like oh yeah he's like oh you're a painter like, be okay. i was like yeah i'm all right and he's like why don't you come paint my house in la And I'm like, sure. So I end up flying out in between Bahamas jobs, fly out to L.A., paint this dude's house like this old Jewish dude, like old L.A. money in Tarzana, of all places. And I was like, how the fuck did painting bring me to these places? Mm -hmm. Like a brush and a roller, dude, brought me to all these crazy places. And like, it's wild, man. I've, I've traveled so much in the last like two and a half years than like I have in the last like eight. It's crazy.
1: I, I always think because I mean, when I step back from like, the whole music world, all that stuff, I was like, I'm done, I'm gonna have a normal life. Right. right. But it all comes back. You know, now that it's like, yeah, I think you think because I ended up going back working oil rigs.
0: Oh, really? And I was like,
1: Oh, you know, and I was like, I've done such cool stuff. And it's minus 50. (laughs) And I'm freezing my balls off. And, you know, and then my camera, like, just kind of happened. Like, I I never wanted to be a photographer. I was never the dude who was like, I want to take pictures of this. That was never me. Right. And then it was like, oh, I can do good at this. And then I found it was the same as with music is, like, I got to meet people. And for me, that's always, like, the big thing. I think for me is like meeting cool people that do cool stuff. Um, there's one that I always will remember. We were in the Dominican. So Oops. in Santa Domingo, there's like those underground lakes.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool.
1: Um, so there's this, this dude and the tour guide we had was really cool. And I think he got like my sense of humor. Right. So it was a little off color compared to probably what like our parents would get for a tour of the Dominican.
0: Right, right. So he's like,
1: this this man is the only man allowed by law to jump in this cave. And I was like, shut up. Like, no way. right? And yeah, apparently, like, he's licensed.
0: But okay, there was yeah, all
1: these people that were doing it. And because of the current, then they were, like, dying. So right. he's the only person in the whole world. And he was, like, right. 75. He kind of looked like Chai Pig to me is actually who he kind of looked like. And I was like, this is cool. I saw um, Dark Side of the Grill jumped on. He's from around Edmonton. He's a barbecuer. You would love him. His grill is named Elvira. He's like another person I met on the whole social media world. As you can tell, I've been eating well since I've learned how to grill. (laughs)
0: Better than uh, so, yeah. not
1: eating at all. Wow. I mean, you're not in the snow. That's a bonus. Oh, dude.
0: oh man. Like, it's it's actually hilarious. So have you been to the Bahamas or to the Caribbean? Caribbean, yes. to Dominican. No. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, everyone always says, they're like, dude, it must be nice. Like, you know, we can't all just go to the Bahamas. And, like, it's kind of funny, man, because I've never worked this hard in my entire life. Like it's like seventy plus <laughs> hours every week and there's no days off. Right. Like there's no there's no fucking days off. Like it's I'm painting a twelve thousand square foot house right now and I've had to like fly in my buddies, you know, to like try to finish this thing and it's like it's insane, dude. I mean I got no complaints. That's just me bitching. But uh right. Yeah, it's it's I would way rather be painting houses in the Bahamas than uh Walking around in the snow in Alberta, I'll tell you that much.
1: Feeding bales to the horses? Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) I do love
0: going back to the farm. I love my parents. I do miss my parents so much. But uh, it's just better out here, man. And, like, dude, you know how strong the U.S. dollar is right now? It's insane. Like, compared to the Canadian, it's insane, dude. So the Bahamas go off the U.S. dollar, which is why I bring that up. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had one re- about the farm and, like, going home. Um, yeah. So, since I've gotten older, I've decided I've become, like, a softie. I think it's since I got okay. married, actually. Okay. So, I was, like, something was out of sorts and, you know what I mean? Like, when you're, like, overwhelmed. So, I was, like, I'm going to take a day and just, like, disconnect, go back to the farm. Because, like, I right. was raised quite a bit by my grandparents on the farm. Okay. So, I was, like, I'm going to go back and it was just, like being there was like, everything makes sense. Like nothing, you best. know what I mean? Like, like it's almost like time stops and it's like you're in a series of like this minute instead of three weeks from now, I have a deadline and this and this. It's like, let's go check cows. Okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's all you
1: do. But it's good for the soul, I think. I think it's good for people that are like from a farm to still... Have that because I oh, mean, absolutely. lots of people like you and I, we could easily deny being from the farm. Nobody nobody would believe we were if we didn't tell them. <laughs> really, we're, like, we're from a farm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But yeah, it's just I think we're just different, we're just made different and we're programmed different.
0: But, yeah, I mean, dude, I I have an I still have an apartment in uh in Edmonton right now, but uh, I'm getting rid of it right away because in what was it in february i think i bought uh about 50 acres in arizona and so i'm getting dude i'm getting out man i grew up on a farm and now i'm creating my own farm so i uh i'm building like a vintage i saw pictures yeah yeah so i'm buying up all these like old uh airstreams and like all like vintage like 60s trailers and i'm gonna like refinish them and whatever and then airbnb them out kind of have my own little hippie cult commune kind of thing i'm joking yeah it's it's gonna be no you're not it's gonna be yeah i'm not really joking yeah it's gonna be tequila and you know no stand lines but no it's uh property like i'm in the middle of nowhere and uh right it's funny man like talking about being on a farm you learn so much from your parents or your grandparents like you said um And now I have my own farm and I'm like creating my own farm. I'm just laughing. I remember texting Pat, like when I first got the property, I was like, I was texting him, and he was like, dude, how funny is it that you've literally become your father? Like you're literally (laughs) developing land, like acres and acres of land. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, it's just what happens. Like, it's how I grew up and now that's what I have to do. So, um, I kind of understand my parents struggle a lot more, to be honest with you. Now that that I have that property, I'm trying to make that shit work. It's, it's wild though.
1: Well, I, I saw some but, photos of it and I'm like, what what on earth is he doing now? And then it's like, oh, yeah. of course. Okay, so is, do are Pat and them ever surprised by like the random things you do?
0: No, I would say, I mean like those guys are probably just annoyed because I called them with my problems. But uh, no, it's just like, I would say it's people that I don't really know that well and they see it and they're just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And the people that know me, they're like, "Yeah, it's Dan. He's doing Dan shit. Like, he's just he's yeah. doing whatever. I'm making money. Yeah. I'm I'm I, working. I'm I'm all over the place." But uh,
1: I always see it, and it's just like, of course. Like, yeah, of why course. wouldn't he? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, Dude, I I know I, if there's gonna be someone who like lives on a barge in the middle of some <laughs> bay somewhere. Oh yeah, it it it's Dan.
0: Hey man, never say never. I mean dude that's kind of what I said like when I quit the band was like we did some crazy shit with that band we toured a bunch we had some look like, we we hit some crazy highs we had some crazy lows too but um I think we did a lot of like really cool stuff and uh it was kind of like a chapter you know what I mean and now it's like right. the next chapter and it's just I'll be honest with you man like life does keep getting better and better it keeps getting wilder and wilder like the more that you just agree to it, you're just like, oh, man, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. It just keeps getting fucking crazier, dude. Yes. And there's no so, way to live, like truly.
1: So my little brother, I talk about him on my podcast all the time. So we legit are best friends. We're like 10 years apart, <clears throat> and we seriously talk at least every day. And we're, But we're also polar opposites. So I'm me, and then he's like, he's quieter. He's very methodic. He's kind of like Sheldon on the Big Bang Theory. Okay. And then there's me. So a couple years ago, he was like, and he he was the bachelor that just did like did cool stuff, right? (laughs) You know, like (laughs) because he had a really good job, and it's like, hey, what are you know, you should come do this. Oh, sorry, I can't. I'm meeting my friend from Japan in Finland right. so we can go motorcycle <laughs> around Europe and you're yes. like okay so he took this That's approach awesome. to... oh he's like hilarious now he's like a dad he's a new dad both my brothers just yes. had kids recently
0: but that to nice, see oh, yeah. him
1: like go from the world is according to mike to right. like i've got a daughter now and i and i have a wife and i have this right. but I still want to buy a vintage Volvo wagon. And it's like, oh my God, you kill me. Nice. But he, he incorporated the like, I'm not gonna say no to things.
0: Right. And yeah. just
1: say yes. So it's, yeah. it's like, we, Jess and I just had one recently. If anything ever comes up in my world where it's like a total random thing, it's right. an adventure with my brother. So we were flying so- back to Ontario for a wedding this summer um so i sitting on a couch with jess and i was like hey i'm gonna run to manitoba tomorrow and pick up a gun (laughs) with my brother or i was like and pick up a gun and she's like you're with your brother and i was like yeah so (laughs) we ended up i'm sure this place was a commune like a hundred percent manitoba militia not the place i should be it right, was, right. I was so uncomfortable. Where and in Manitoba? like, for me to not say anything, what's that? Where Where in Manitoba? North of Verdon.
0: Oh shit, okay.
1: It was like, it was like on a TV show. Like we got to <laughs> Verdon and we turned and we went down this like dirt road and there was like a gravel pit. Oh shit. And <laughs> you kept driving. You're from a horse farm, so you know how big like riding arenas are. Right, right, yeah, for you, sure. We pulled up over, like, the crest of the hill, and there was three riding arenas there that were all various, like, indoor gun ranges. It was, like, I bet you more people worked there than lived in Verdon. (laughs) And it was the most, like, bizarre. So my brother, of course, was like, you can't talk when we're here because (laughs) they won't find you funny. Right. And we'll get shot. So I did pretty good, and then the one guy, I thought he was cool, like, cool enough. So we were chit-chatting, and he was talking about some handgun rule, and I don't, I don't pay attention, right? It doesn't right. affect me, don't care. And he's like, yeah, oh, this new rule's changing, so I just bought, like, eight more handguns. Nice. And I'm like, huh. He's like, well, how many do you have? And I was like, <laughs> how do I respond? And I was like, enough. And he yeah, just looked yeah, at course. me with this, like, weird approval and was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, get me out of here. This place was so crazy. They had, like, a bust, like, a taxiderm bust of a giraffe. Right. Oh, my God. Why? Like, because they had everything else there. <laughs> why not? <laughs> That's the question, not why, but why not?
0: Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: So, like Yeah. I, Jess, of course, gave me a little bit of heck because our, our couple-hour trip turned into me being home quite late and not packing nice. because we had to fly out in the morning. But.
0: Dude, it's oh an well. adventure, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. Okay, man. Thanks for doing this. We'll yeah, have to, man, absolutely. we we'll to touch base. And I'm going to watch. And when the trailers are ready, we're going to come to the commune
0: for sure. Absolutely. Come on down, man. I'd say in about five, six months, I should be rocking
1: deal cool man
0: all right man thank you no problem i'll see you later see ya